You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Bobus Rusty, what is up, everyone? It is some day of the week. I don't even know. I think it's Wednesday. We're going to go with Wednesday because that's what you guys want. You guys love Wednesdays, uh, don't we all? Don't we all love Wednesdays? You can't even get the background to line up right, but welcome to the podcast, the public access podcast here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network, live from Intercourse, Pennsylvania, somewhat. That's what matters, because it's somewhat. It's not inner intercourse. It is approximately near intercourse. There's your hint, everyone. And I'm going to bring on my special guests right here, right now. And I have two of them, because it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday, right? It's got to be Wednesday. It's got to be Wednesday. That's what the kids say. The kids tell me it's Wednesday, but I'm not sure. If it really is. So uh, it's probably Wednesday. But uh, I'm going to bring on my special guests. And here they are. We have fucking, uh, well, yeah. I fucked up already. Here we go. But make well, sure you I, say another word. Yeah, in between that. No, I mean, so the, the weird thing is, is that, like, there's always time for, like, I, I would do a big elaborate uh, introduction because I could do both your guys' introduction, but I'm not going to because I'm just going to bring them on because they're special enough. So I'm going to bring on Dr. Cleaver and uh, HBQ. But I could go and we could go with their whole introductions of uh, everything you need to know. But I'm going to make you go watch their their wrestling matches so you can go and hear it from someone who is a better announcer than I am. But Sometimes. I. Can- Special guests sometimes. 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 What what's the worst someone has ever uh messed up both of your names for the introduction? How bad have you gotten? I'm not afraid to say it, Kevin Brandt. We had Kevin Brandt announce at DOA a couple times, and I'm not I'm not afraid to bury Kevin Brandt. And uh yeah, he said the sexiest doctor in the world or some weird crap like that. I was like, bro, but actually I do also have to say one time, I mean, I mean, this was back in the days when I was Cleaver the Angry Chef, but we had nobody to do it, so we had Sandy Barr announce everybody. And he was like, well, he looks like he weighs about 250 pounds, and he's actually a chef, guys. Would you give it up for Cleaver the Angry Chef? <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. But yeah, as Dr. Cleaver, definitely Kevin Brandt fucked it up the most. What, what uh, about she- you? Uh, well, I would have to say Kevin Brent, uh, consistently from my first match until the last time he's actually introduced me. I fucked it up. All of a sudden, he's like, hey, kid, what's your name? I'm like, uh, it's Quiz. I'm like, introducing Quiz Master? Like, you need to get some uh, question marks like the Riddler. Like, God damn it. Yeah, normally, I don't like to bury people on podcasts, but I'll bury Kevin Brandt all day long. Hey, you- it's not okay. It's okay with that. It's it's all right. It's Kevin. Kevin's done plenty. Kevin, it's okay. Um, there's plenty that Kevin can do great. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. uh, and I but, I do have to put him over. Back in the early days of CPW, 
he would get money out of the ATM to pay us our POs. So, you know, I have to give it to him for that. And that was when we were having our first matches. Where was that Absolutely. at? The CPW? That was at the Rock and Roll Pizza. Oh, okay. On where... 112th and Powell, yeah. Okay. That, where D- uh... I think DOA had their very first show at the Rock and Roll Pizza, but before that, it was it was CPW. Not the CPW up in Washington, but... Uh, because that's combat. We are championship pro wrestling run by Sam Sims and uh, Dean. Dean, whatever his name was. Well, right. Dean, okay. Um, so he didn't have a last name. He, no, just <laughs> he didn't. Dean. He didn't need a last name. Good enough and rememberable enough to just be just be Dean. Uh, so I, with the rock and roll pizza, was that where those... Or was that across the street from where they ran, like, I don't know, whenever that was, 2015, like, one show or two shows there um, over on, where was that? Like, uh, on Sandy? No, not Sandy. Uh, We did do, for DOA, we did do one show there when it was, like, a vegetarian, it was some kind of, it was, like, a sober bar before it became the vegetarian Chinese food place that it is now, it was a bar that didn't serve alcohol. It was like, you know, a, a AA sort of a place or something. And Betty Black hooked us up with the venue. And yeah, we did one show there. That was, I'm pretty sure that was during the time when everybody was in Paraguay and I was in charge of DOA, a very, a very little known era of DOA where I was in charge of DOA and we didn't have a venue, so I didn't have to do a lot. But when I was able to do things, I did things. <laughs> yeah, so that was like 2015 or so. Or yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, and that one show. And so, was that the old Rock and Roll Pizza, or was that a place mm-hmm. near the Rock and Roll Pizza? Yeah, no, that was the that was the same building, the same exact building. Okay, all right. So, and yeah. Th- so then after that, then then we were over at the uh, in the garage. Back to the garage. Yeah, yeah. Back in the back in the garage out on out in Troutdale. At the at the end of uh, Halsey, yeah, yeah, and so that's not there anymore, right? The I mean, I imagine the building is still there, but yeah, they don't they don't store the ring there anymore. Any of that, uh, Terry no longer has the the towing business, so yeah, there's no reason to keep that garage. Where'd the ring end up? Is the ring just kept? I well, it's currently underneath Hess's barn, the the old Sandy Bar ring. Yeah, that's underneath Hess's barn right now. I bought it from Carrie because I didn't want it to fall into the wrong hands, and I put it there. I mean, obviously, we're going to need to replace the wood and all that, but it's still it's still there and it's still intact. And I still have plans to take it out of there and and put it back together at some point in my life before this is all over. What happened with the uh, the other ring that we won't? I don't know if we talked about. Um, there was there was another ring that had some uh, some holes in uh, spots in the boards, and was uh, there was a second ring inside of the garage uh, for a little while. That was not Sandy's ring. That was a uh, maybe. Was like... that the low ring? Maybe no, no, this was this was uh Bobby's ring. Oh no, I think that was that not the low ring? I thought that was the low ring. Because if it's the low, the low ring, ring, we still have the low ring. We have it has become uh what's that called where it's like the whatever boat where it's not really the same anymore because so many things have been replaced. Okay. But that's kind of what it yeah, I can't remember what the name of that is, but yeah, there's a name for that. So, yeah, I mean, wasn't it the oh, that man that ring? I I still think about that ring too. Like, so I mean, there was a big difference. That yeah, well, wasn't the ring that got chopped down? Wasn't that the DOA ring, like the old one? And then it just got like because it had to be lower to be put at um, the Moose Lodge over on 100. I'm pretty sure there was plans to do that, but as far as I know, yeah, they just used the parts from bobby's ring to make that happen and that's and that ring as far as i know is still in use today because the old doa ring the tall doa ring yeah got sold to the mpw people down in salem kaiser 
And then that got sold to POW. And they have been using it for a few years now. They just got a brand new ring, though. And now that that ring, the tall DOA ring, has been sold to an upstart company that hasn't run a show yet. Okay. Is that down in the Valley area? Or is that up? No, that's, uh, as far as I know, they were planning, like, they were planning on running a show January 7th in Tacoma. But there were some issues between the people that were running it and whatever, and they decided not to do it because they were going to run the Tacoma venue that Defy had run in that fits like 1,500 people. And they really, there's a couple of the guys that were the owners of the company really didn't want to have 150 people in a 1,500 person venue. But the, right. one of the other guys was like, well, no, we can make it work, Obo. And they're like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not quite worth it to you bring that uh, yeah. that number of it. And so, I mean, uh, are you like ever? So I mean, well, like with the Sandy Bar Ring, that I mean that ring. So that ring is now that's the one that's like, is that the one that you said that's under Hess's? Yeah, it's under Hess's barn right now, and it's as dry as it can be, you know, and it's gonna need some help, but I it can be brought back to life. And so that was a training ring, is that right? That was the training ring that was up all the time in the in the in the asylum. But before that, back when uh, it was in the uh, flea market. Yeah, when it was in the flea market. So that was that the one that was used like during the. It was it bought for and only like used during the flea market time? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was across the street from the police station in St. John's, that was the ring, the training ring. It, it didn't really move a lot unless we did a, you know, a tour show or whatever. But you got everyone coming to the the fucking flea market, um... <laughs> <laughs> buying some used vacuums and mattresses. Oh, there were so many mattresses. <laughs> I mean, so did those mattresses ever get? Uh, used for anything else? Did he, you know? Because I mean, I see, like me and Quiz were talking about this uh, about people with training videos, um, training montages, and uh, and such. Um, a lot of people with uh, crash pads, or maybe not mattress. Mattresses might be more of a front yard or or backyard kind of a deal but i mean uh, we use the mattresses but yeah most people use crash pads now and yeah being able to have those uh but yeah so what's your uh your take on the training montages i mean i and i you know i've I've, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say I've matured, but I've, I've mellowed quite a bit now. So I'm mostly okay with it. I think that there are some that could be better and it would be better if we weren't inviting every single person into our training sessions, you know, but like the montages are, I mean, the montages are overdone. I can tell you that like everybody does a training montage. And if you watch a UFC promo, it's a training montage all day long but you know i yeah i the montages are mostly okay you know but yeah sometimes it's it's like you're literally watching a training session and i don't know that you need to be giving that away for free to everybody you know why yeah why give away for why do for free what you can get paid for you know right exactly that that was a that was my point that uh i was uh, talking to rusty about him it's like it's one thing if you actually like chop it up and do like a little like compilation clip is a whole other thing when you're putting out spots and then you go to a show the next following week and do the exact same spots that just posted online. Yeah, yeah. And, pe- and people should be paying for that, you know. You should come enroll in a class if you want to get that training. And Absolutely. So, in training, okay. So, I mean, for the most part, you two were the ones who were around for most of mine uh i mean i don't know most of the days it was yeah one of you two that was uh there or running it or whatever you call it. uh what was the shortest the the shortest one i remember of how long someone lasted um i remember someone in jumping jacks couldn't do a jumping jack and 
I don't remember who it was, but I think that was the one that I remember might have been the shortest one. Was there? Did they throw up right after the jumping jacks? Right. I th- I think so. I think I feel like they got through the jumping jacks. I think they got they couldn't like. Did they couldn't the, actually the do the jumping jacks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember who it was though. It was someone. I mean, uh, it was literally just there for one <laughs> portion of the day. Not even probably a half hour. Probably there longer before the thing started. But they were um, they were uh, they were fans of DOA, and their parents thought it would be a good idea for them to start training, and so they were going into uh, what we call prosthetics. And got two jumping jacks in and then fell down. And while the jumping jacks were still going on, they sat there while it was still going on. Now, I'm not going to say who was making fun of that person, but let's just say he was making fun of that person, clearly, like, right in front of them. And they didn't know it, and it was too comical. <laughs> okay. So it was two <laughs> jumping jacks that, that did it, that... Did it in? Yeah, yeah, and it, you, you got to It's always Sunday night, like cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> I do remember that. No, I do remember that. I was thinking of that one guy uh, who his. I remember his Facebook name was Craven, and he was <laughs> like he, he brought. I remember he like brought Ula and his buddy that one time, oh. and he barely made it through Cleaver Center, and then the whole time he was like trying to leave. Well, Ula and his buddy were actually interested in training. And he was like, well, my mom sent me a text saying that I need to come home. And I'm like, well, then maybe you need to go home. But you need to figure that out with your friends here. Because I think pretty sure they want to stay and, you know, enjoy the training that they paid for. I remember that. Okay. I Yeah. Because that would have been like, I don't know, 2011 or something. something yeah. There, yeah. I think, absolutely. About. And, okay. So, yeah. I mean... The I'm I'm glad there was the cleaverstenics at the beginning of uh, each one. I think that was uh, and I mean because it's too like one of those things like someone could be in, in the best shape but not able to do what was going on, and that was always an interesting thing to me. Um, you know, someone, you someone that's. 400 pounds is totally fine can do it all but then yeah someone who's been works out seven days a week four hours a day can't there's you know there's no shape like ring shape there's absolutely no shape like ring shape it's 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 a different animal 100 percent. i've not necessarily with cleaver stenics but i have definitely made some like big jacked bodybuilder looking guys you know decide that they don't want to do this wrestling thing anymore after I got a hold of them, you know, and I was never really a huge fan of stretching guys or making guys earn it, you know, but if you can't do cleaverstenics, you're not, you're not going to make it like that was always my way of weeding people out that didn't belong, you know, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat you up. I'm not going to chop, chop you too much. You know, you're going to take some chops, but you know, because I've, you know, I've heard so much stories of oh, abuse and this and that. So I I can probably make you cry without even putting my hands on you if I want to. <laughs> Not in an abusive way, but, you know, just you got it. You've got to figure out a way because some some people are made for it and some people just aren't. Right. Because, um, I mean, yeah. And then you, you were running two or three days a week at least for a while. And then... Uh... So are you involved in any training anymore or are you, uh, is that? Not really. I really want to, you know, it's, it's one of my passions and I want to, and I really should go to the, to Ricky's school, the Oregon pro wrestling school. I really ought to make a drop in there. I, when they first started, I went there and trained because we were going to get back in the ring after being off for two years or whatever. So we went and trained a couple times and, and it was really cool. And yeah, I need to get back there. They have everything. Now they have like an infrared sauna in there and they have squat cages and weights and everything. And yeah, I really, I really need to go down there. Yeah. They've got, and from what I've seen, I have not seen 
a single bad student come out of there either yet. Like they've they've had some guys that have been working ring crew for you know, similar to yourself that have been working ring crew for like three years that haven't been able to have a match yet. But yeah. they've never I've never seen anybody who is has gotten to the point where they're graduated or whatever and start having matches that doesn't have a great attitude and isn't there and doesn't know their stuff really well. I, I have to I have to put Ricky over for that and Eddie and everybody that works down there because they are they're doing a great job they're doing a service to the to the business. And that's out in Hillsboro. Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's Quiz might remember this. It's in the same exact complex of where we filmed some of those movies. Oh, <laughs> the same complex, oh, the same okay. spot, like across the you know across the breezeway or whatever. Okay, okay. Well, I, I was about to give a plug about the street, but I'm like, wait a minute, they're not paying me for that, so no. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, are any of those still going on? Any of those? Uh, uh, what would you call it? The, the movies, productions, the movies, yeah, the, the shorts. I don't know. I, I haven't been invited to any in a long time, so I am not sure if they're still happening or not. But man, those sure were fun. Yeah. I, I mean, so what's... Uh, okay, so as far as uh, requests you've gotten, maybe not from, from this one, uh, but from other people, what are some of the uh, oddest requests you've gotten uh, from maybe... A, a fan or something of that nature is there uh you i mean i definitely have something back in the myspace days you know so like 2012 or whatever earlier than that probably even really 2005 2006 you know and i wasn't i wasn't nearly as as uh as a little more naive than I am now. I had I had a couple of conversations with somebody, and they kept asking me about my boots, and like asking me about what sort of socks I wear under my boots and how high my boots go up my legs. And it wasn't until, you know, like it started to get a little bit weird. I was like, wait a minute, this is some kind of a fetish thing. Like they were trying to ask me to like buy socks from me and stuff, and like they were super into like long boots and long socks and. And stuff like that, and I and, and I sort of kicked myself because I could have sold this person socks for you know a long time and probably made some decent money, but I was just like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what is happening yeah, here? You would, you would have been ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, what about you, Chris? No, uh, I haven't gotten any odd requests in wrestling wise, like the art field tons of weird requests i think the only like a weird request in wrestling is like i would people would offer like take pictures with me and then i would hear them walk off and go you just see that we just got photos with kofi kingston (laughs) this has happened like multiple times at the (laughs) airport and this is actually have happened at a couple times at the doa show and i was just looking at him like What's wrong with y'all? Like seriously? Yeah, that's when you got to start up in your your PO though for those. Uh, Absolutely. Then, like at yeah. that point, it's like, dude, Kofi Kingston's here. Like, holy shit! <laughs> uh, I, I was talking. Like, oh, go ahead. Like the Timu version of Kofi Kingston. Nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that. I I was telling you about uh, that uh, with Stevie Richards uh, when those people were coming up to him uh, at the uh, fucking, what's it called? At that Ultimate Deathmatch 3 movie. Oh, yeah. That he was Shawn Michaels. Oh, my God. And I was just like, oh man, Shawn Michaels, what's up? And Stevie just went along with it. He just went along with it. He's like, yeah, dude, fucking pleasure to meet you. I mean, if you're going to buy a picture or whatever, like, I'll, by all means. Yeah. yeah. What, what you going to do? And uh, and why not? So, yeah, if someone, uh, someone thinks you're Kofi, yeah, just make sure you get that fucking Kofi price for your, your autograph or picture or. Um, 
Now, now I can't do that. I got to, I got to get a hair transplant for that to happen. <laughs> or you just have to find Kofi and shave his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gonna have to be one of those two. And when they find out the high difference, they're gonna be like, "Okay, okay, I'm taking this back to Timu. Like, this is not what I ordered." <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. You were there, right? We met him that one time when they were in town at the ground control. And yes. I was like, this guy, because he looks so small on TV. I was like, this guy is like almost my height and just jacked as hell, man. That yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, big? Uh, what was that? I said Kofi Kingston's that big? Yeah, he's way bigger than you think, man. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I remember I was uh, I was playing some some video game, and uh, I'm not gonna say the the two students, but uh, you know, it's one of them ha- happens to be uh, your guys' VOA heavyweight champion right now. Uh, they not came anymore. Up... Oh, okay. We'll get back okay. to that. Okay. Well, I walked. Well, I was sitting there playing a game, and they like run over to me, and they go. They go, yo, man, I thought you were playing games with uh, Xavier Woods over there. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then Kofi <laughs> walks past me, and I'm like looking up at Kofi, almost like I'm looking up at a skyscraper. And then I look back at them. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait till we get to training because it's just going to be me and you guys <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> and I said, you know, funny – Funny you should say that. I actually, for the first time in years, I saw Josh Alexander on Saturday. Not not the Josh Alexander that works for TNA, but the other Josh Alexander that used to work with us. Okay. Yeah, how's he, he doing? He came to the, the DOA show. Oh, cool. He, he doing good? Yeah, I guess he... He was telling me that he's recently, up, up until recently was living in Las Vegas and actually doing production work for future stars of wrestling out there and has now moved back to Eugene or somewhere in the area and wants to do production work out here also, which would probably be good. Would probably be a really good choice for him if that's what he wants to do. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. I So, yeah, if he's down in Eugene. Uh... So, wait. So you say Eugene? Uh, I, I was there. There's one of those towns. So you say you say Eugene. It, so, it sounds different. It sounds different. Yeah. It's one of those ones. There's you know, like Eugene or Eugene. Eugene. Um, <laughs> Eugene. But you you say Eugene. Like, yeah. Uh, like what? Uh, like insurance. Of, <laughs> of uh, what's his name? Uh, I guess Eugene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so okay, so then you were saying okay, so you worked that last DOA show where uh you're just you're chipping into that part about the okay the DOA show. So this this might be a story because I really want I really want to get this story out there. Okay. Uh oh. So in December at the DOA show, you know, our, everything was great. Me. And Tom Allman and Nick Radford, the Academy, have, you know, been doing things together for months and months now. The whole thing with the Pokemon card and Jaden, which is great because Jaden and Nick actually booked that themselves. Derek said, if you can book it and you if you can make it work and if you can get it over, then by all means, make that work. And yeah, and it worked. It worked so well. And Derek was so impressed that he he gave uh, Nick that opportunity to become the the DOA grand champion. And in December they uh I guess they got fed up with me. They they didn't think I was good enough. They uh they had this very heart. It was great because Nick, I mean I'm so proud of Nick of of all the things that he's done especially lately, but he he me and Tom got in an altercation after the after the match because he lost the match and it was his own fault because he sent me off to take care of the guys that were trying to interfere. But anyway, 
And then Nick comes out and he he starts putting me over. He's like, oh, you've been there since the very beginning. You were the very first trainer I had and this and that. And while he's doing that, and I literally, like, I almost almost had, like, some sweat in my eyes. I was like, wow, you're really, really going for it here. And then Tom came and hit me in the back with the chair. And then they gave me the big double T move onto the chair. And he said, and I, I have to give a shout out to... Uh, old uh uh sid Silum for this one because apparently he gave him the idea he said you've been not only have you been expelled from the academy you've been exiled my god did you really go there (laughs) and so the main event happens after this that very same night and uh nick is defending the championship against somebody i'm sorry but it escapes me right now tom gets out the chair again and me you know i didn't want to see somebody else get brutalized with that chair by tom and i also have to put over tom he is a very he's got that almost uh almost cesaro like strength because their their double team move that they do is a quesadora you know the wheelbarrow and he picks the guy up and then nick does like a top rope bulldog and before the match, before the, yeah, before the match, I was like, are you sure you're going to be able to get me up? Like, do you need me to jump a certain way? He just muscled me all the way up and it was no problem. But yeah, so I see Tom getting out the chair again. So I go out there and I try to stop it. And then all the security guys and all the referees come in and I, you know, I kind of had a bad day. I, I wasn't happy with what I was seeing. So I started beating up security guards and beating up referees, and I choke slammed the one referee. And Brian Zane, who was the general manager, comes out there and he caught he he caught a right hand from Dr. Cleaver, you know, and he basically said, Dr. Cleaver, you're fired at that point after the main event. Oh shit. And that was that's rough. Man, it's... Throwing a right hand. Well, I hit him with the right. I hit him with the right. I hit him right in the temple with right. Yeah, he got in the way of my right hand, but it, you know, I I take responsibility for that, you know. And I mean, but to fire somebody, I've been there since the very beginning. Come on. But so this month, the very first segment of Saturday, this very last Saturday, I. I I figured something out. I had some some negotiations with Terry and Kevin and Jim, the other guy who has invested in the company. And uh they the uh, Brian Zane shows up and they're gonna they're going to announce that they have a new grand championship and he's got it in the bag and everything. He's like, I'm gonna show everybody the new grand champion. And he's wearing this ridiculous like Dumbledore. He told me it was a provost robe, you know, it was like a graduation sort of robe, but like also a sort of big puffy, like Dumbledore kind of robe. He's like, I'm going to, we're going to have a commencement for this new grand championship. And then they out Terry and Kevin and Jim interrupt him. And they explain to everybody that, you know, you're, you say you're the general manager of DOA right now, but we asked around and none of us actually hired you. So you just came in and just kind of wormed your way into being the general manager. So you were never hired. But you know what? We absolutely are going to fire you. And I have to give it to Brian Zane here. He said, well, who could you possibly get to replace me? Then he turned around and there I was. <laughs> and I gave him the big autopsy. And I'm the general manager of DOA now, basically. It was, it was almost, it was, it, it was fitting because it was January 6th. <laughs> you could almost say that it was an insurrection. I took power away from where power didn't need to be anymore. And now I'm the general manager of DOA. You must all bow down to me. So that so that's so my sword. At the next show, then you're you're general manager now, and uh you have some things probably you're gonna want to address uh, right off the bat. Uh you're right. Yeah. Getting back to what I was saying. Thank you very much. Uh, what I do. Yeah. After, after I did the thing with Brian Zane and Brian Zane rolled out of the ring, we still haven't revealed the belt. 
but I did I did let everybody know that tonight Nick Radford will be defending that belt against the returning, no longer suspended Kel, formerly known as Rebel Kel. Oh, she dropped the Rebel. Yeah, she dropped the Rebel, I guess. But now, yeah, now it's just Kel. Okay. But uh, yeah, and then at the at she, you know, spoiler alert, she uh, she. She was victorious and got the brand new grand championship belt. And it was right. And I went out there. Yeah. And I was, I told everybody it is my great pleasure to enter to, uh, sh- to present to you the grand championship belt. And I stood there for a second, but then I got the hell out of there. It's like, no, whose moment that was, that was her moment. That wasn't my moment. Cause I'm a good general manager. So did you tell her not to go to uh sizzle pie afterwards? <laughs> I don't think she's taking that belt home with her at all. But okay. if she had been, I would have. Yeah, God damn it. Wow. Oh, that hurts. So where where did that? Deep cut uh, right there. A little bit. Where? Uh, so what? It was the other belt because uh, the what? What belt was it that was the grand champion belt? Was it used to be the um, what was it called? What was it called before? It was um, the I think it was the not the Pacific Northwest. No, I don't know. It was the one that was like the old school one, you know, not the DOA custom one, but it was the kind of the yeah. thin plate with the with the wings that would murder somebody if you tried to give them a belt shot with it. I can't remember what it was called before, but yeah, it became the Grand Championship. Okay. I think it might have been the Pacific Northwest. uh, I think it might have been, yeah. But not the Pure Championship. That's a different that's a different belt. Okay. And then, yeah. And then there's the the tag belts are uh, One of them is still the heavyweight. Okay. (laughs) God damn it. Can I just can I just say You can say. Can I just say, please I didn't ask for my stuff to be stolen, you know? Like, I didn't ask that. You, people, everybody forgets that uh, not only was that stolen, but all of my gear was stolen also. Like, as, you know, you want to talk about victim blaming. Yeah, I, I almost did tell Kel, like, hey, if you take that with you, remember that if something happens and you're the victim of a crime, you're going to take the blame for it. Yep, yeah, bang, bang. <laughs> And so, I mean, there was the, uh, I mean, maybe it was that one guy with the socks who wanted, wanted your socks. <laughs> maybe. Back then. Like, I oh, need some yeah, blood, sweat, and tears on top of them socks. <laughs> and so, I mean, was there, I don't know, because like, I think of people who, had, like, as far as, having less stuff to go around like Bubba I I always think was the best at that for um as far as gear bags I think Bubba always had kind of the most compact version yeah he used to have like a Walmart bag right or like a plastic you know like grocery bag right yeah yeah Yeah. and uh yeah just had a what whatever he needed in there and um it worked it worked that was a great thing about actually being the general manager i i had my gear in the car of course because you know you want always bring your gear with you but right. i basically you know i i just wore my i wore some you know like some good i have some the the same lady that makes my gear makes some ready to wear jeans and so i wore some of those jeans and some some doc martin boots and just one of my gimmick shirts and yeah when i was leaving there were like three different people were like where's your gear i didn't need any gear i'm the general manager i didn't take a single bump tonight. <laughs> and they're like that's the dream <laughs> but i had it on standby just in case because i told derek and this all came about because <clears throat> I told Derek that I was going to retire in 2024, but I've kind of rolled that back now because I, and especially, yeah, 2023 will always be the year for me that I quit doing being the ring daddy. 
which has <laughs> taken so much stress off my life. And yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I can do it for a little while longer. But yeah, that's how this all came to be. As I told Derek that I was going to retire, he's like, well, you could be the general manager. I'm like, that's not really retiring. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. So are you ring daddy? Is that something that gets mentioned when you go to the ring? Uh, is that one of the... Not, no, it's, it should be. Or, an absolute, or, or a t-shirt. Yeah. A t-shirt, I think, yeah. would be a, a good one. Like a ring daddy t-shirt with your face and... Uh, <laughs> but i tell you it has taken a lot of stress off of me not having to deal with that anymore i show up when the talent shows up at 4 30 or whatever and i let i let somebody else deal with all that and it's always fine you know and i don't have to stress about it anymore you just, uh, just there for the show just yeah yeah uh, it was like when i showed when i showed up like uh uh first time in a while in september last year and it was like, yeah, Dr. Cleaver is ring daddy. I'm like, man, he's got more AKAs than the Wu-Tang Clan. Please. <laughs> like, like, that was one of the last sir. times I did it. That was one of the last times I did it because I just, yeah, I, got, I kind of got over it. And, uh, you know, honestly, like, after that, like, you uh, like you could see, uh, like, a, uh, like a uh, different type of change in your aura and stuff. And you're just like, did I get to wake up later? Like, the following show, like, I get to wake up later? Like I don't have to, I don't have to worry about like all these minions like messing something up. It's not on me. Yeah, it's and it's sweet. always fine. You know, it's great. So I mean, so what happens with retirement? I mean, uh, or as as someone said to me, you're getting your legends contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Contract. get the indie legends we contract. <laughs> Well, I have decided, I actually, I was, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was having a conversation with Joe Souza from the Rumble in the Redwoods, and he wanted to book me for March 2025. And I told him, I am going to confirm that booking with you right now, but I'm going to tell you that is going to be my last booking. I'm going to do one more year, and I'm going to go through March, and then after that, I'm not going to take any more rooms. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. After that, I mean, I imagine I can be do general manager stuff and maybe do production stuff, you know, because I really I really do feel like I'm pretty good at producing segments and things of that nature. But, yeah, I, I almost did it in 2024, but I've decided that March 2025 Rumble in the Redwoods 10 or whatever it is or 11 is going to that's going to be my last match where I bump. You know what that's going to be. I mean, then you can do matches where you don't pump. See how many matches you can do. You're not wrong. Where you don't pump. You are not wrong. I mean, you don't take a bump the rest of the year if you don't want to. <laughs> that's a good goal. I mean, yeah, if you can, uh, especially with you know general manager. I mean, uh, I think you might be able to to get that to happen. And do you know who uh, or what's gonna be your match at Rumble the Redwoods? Uh, I know that Voice Legrand and I are still the Pacific North Coast Tag Team Championships or champions. So, uh, yeah, I imagine we're going to have to drop those belts to somebody or something along those lines. We'll see who it is. That's that's up to the booker. I'm not right. Just just there for the ride, man. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Speaking of such things, I would like to blow your mind right now. Okay. At the Rumble in the Redwoods, I saw this this one guy. His name was Brutal Rob Hands. And he was one of those guys. He was like 5'6", but he wrestled like he was Andre the Giant. He was like doing double choke slams and all this stuff. And then we went to the hotel and... I was hanging out with Petrov and Rat King and Draven and all those Hellbound guys. And this guy was there. And then he left. And I was like, you know, I really, he's so fucking familiar to me. I don't understand, like, what the deal is. And he's from this area, like, he's from the, you know, the NorCal area. And Petrov looks at me and he's like, you may remember him in his role as Bobby Burgerhands. Bobby Burger Hands. 
<laughs> yeah, he's still around. He's brutal Rob Hands now, and he does the tiny guy giant wrestling stuff. <laughs> it was entertaining, I have to tell you. And yeah, I was I was kind of impressed with that. He's he's a vet now, you know. Yeah, because I mean that I mean that was what like twenty fifteen maybe that we were yeah. going down there all yeah, the time. Yeah, when we were going down to Chico all the time. To Chico, man. Uh, dude, man, that first—I still think about that. That first fucking time where I was managing you uh, down there, and there was that uh, that gentleman in the crowd, uh, who, yeah, uh, at the, the taco guy. festival or whatever, right outside no, at the Walmart in the Walmart parking lot. But yeah, it was outside, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't realize it was a Walmart parking lot. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Walmart parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, like, yeah, and then yeah, that guy, man, because that, that was the first match, I think that it was, and uh, yeah, that guy, I think, came after me or started to come after me or he something. He did, shit. didn't he? Yeah, he had to hide in hide in the back of Nick's car for the whole show in fucking. Like with a blanket over me and a hundred degree weather and a fucking Chico. Oh, you sent me text about line. that. Yeah, dude. That was that was some shit. And then yeah, then we see that guy like at every one of the other shows. Uh, he was always there. And yeah, at the at the Chico shows, right? Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that may have been one of the I never thought I would wrestle in a Walmart parking lot. Um, what's what's the weirdest place each of you guys have wrestled? Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't know if this is weird, but a bachelorette party. Okay. How oh, that was uh, the the one. It was uh, one of one of Sullivan's girlfriend's friends, right? Yes, yes. I think, yeah, and I wrestled Wage. Yep. Yeah, oh, he beat the hell out of me. It was <laughs> <laughs> the only time I ever actually wrestled him in my one-on-one match, and oh my goodness. Yeah. Whew, you thought Thunder was stiff. My goodness. Man, it, it had, yeah, from what I heard, it hadn't, it hadn't changed, because uh, I remember I was like a a year in, and they're like, you're going you're gonna to wrestle Wage right then. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, so I owe him money, right? I owe somebody money. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of such things. I will never forget that time we were in the uh, the Jiggles parking lot. After, you know, we were kind of winding down from from a night. I think maybe we had wrestled. I don't know, but we were partying. And, uh, Wage had been gone for a while in Texas or whatever, and then he was there, and we were smoking cigarettes. And Derek, I think, told Wage, "So we uh, quizzes quizzes in the Illuminati now. You, you you understand that, right?" Wage and Wage just took a big old giant puff of his cigarette, and he was like, "You know that wasn't the original plan, right?" Oh yeah, he, he, heard he was all right with it, but it was yeah, it's not yeah. the direction we were trying to go in. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't there for it. Cause, I don't think uh, you were. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I was, I was told about it, and I was also told <laughs> it was like we're, we're glad that there was multiple people around when Derek <laughs> told him because nobody would have Probably. ever seen Derek again. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Okay, weirdest place I've ever wrestled. Oh, I mean the Walmart parking lot kind of kind of takes the cake. Honestly, <laughs> that yeah. was that was a pretty it, weird place. It, it wasn't like something that was ever like I, I'd see it. See, this was like maybe a little bit after there was a website peopleofwalmart.com and. Uh, <laughs> They'd have the, the wrestling on there every once in a while. I'm like, who fucking wrestles in a Walmart parking lot? And then I remember driving down there, and I'm like, we're typing in the address into whatever the map thing is. It's like, oh, dude, this is a Walmart. Like, we do. Oh, shit. We're yeah, the ones that wrestle in the Walmart we parking lot. In the Walmart parking lot. And 
we just we had this little teeny tiny tent that was our our locker room for yeah um, yeah those matches or those shows always had at least 20 30 people on them so and, many people yeah I don't little know uh, public service announcement for any uh promoters bookers uh also uh people look for venues and stuff like that I repeat it. If you're going to do an outside show, do not. And I repeat, do not get a vinyl canvas at all. <laughs> not, if you have one, do not use that for that show. Because you know, every time you do an outside show, you always do it when it's hot. And one or two things happen. One, people are going to burn themselves on that vinyl canvas. Or two, there's going to be so much sweat that somebody's going to end up breaking their leg. It's going to be a slip and slide. Yeah. Yeah, if, if anything, the canvas canvas would be great, but a white canvas would be even better, you know. But yeah, the vinyl canvas is a terrible idea if you're going to introduce any sort of liquid to it. We haven't used the vinyl canvas at DOA in quite some time, as far as I know. Yeah, that, I it's remember just that. kind of a bad idea, really. Yeah. We had it up for training a few times. Remember uh, Kevin Matthews? I do used to uh, sweat so much that it would be like a puddle that you you had to take a bump in it every time. (laughs) Call him an angry Seth Rogen. Dude, yeah, that was, that was a fucking puddle every, every time. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know what it would have done if it would have been canvas, like what it would have done to the canvas. I mean, it kind of soaks it up and doesn't make it any better, but, you know, at least you're not slipping around in it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I forgot all about that until just right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, there's. I Okay, well, like. So with your bumps, like, do you think you're at the end of your bump card? Or do you think that there's still, you want to fucking save a little bit of your bump card? Or you're just ready to move on to, uh, not to go to the the farm upstate, but, um, you know. I tell you, I definitely, yeah, I definitely, I, I feel like I'm near the end of my bump card, and I'm definitely, definitely at the end of my chair shot card, man, I'll tell you that. Oh, I, the, the one that I took last month, my shoulder is still, and I it wasn't even, like, it kills me because it hurts the front of my shoulder, but the chair shot was to the back, you know, like, I don't understand how that even happens, but... Yeah, like, and I can, I, you know, I've been doing my best to reduce the amount of bumps that I take, but yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm near the end. I can tell you that. And I, it, I just, you know, I know that if I keep being safe and I keep doing what I need to do, that I'll be mostly okay. But, uh, you know, one mistake, one mistake, and it could be, that could be it. Yeah. And Quiz just got a, a chair shot, uh, got to be, join the chair shot club. Yeah, it was like the first chair shot within well, like a little close to five years. Uh, this past Saturday down in Texas, I'm like, why? Like, now I remember why I don't take chair shots anymore. <laughs> was it to the back? Yeah, uh, it was one, it was yeah, one to good. the gut. It was one to the gut. Uh, it was like mid super kick uh, in a triple mm-hmm. threat match, mm. uh, and then uh, one to the back. They were they were nice and flush. They're great. They're great. But it was just my body was just like. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna let you remember about this. Like, remember, you got you got a whole bunch of IOUs tacked onto your bump card here, buddy. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There was nothing wrong with the chair shot that I took, but my shoulder is still. If I do it wrong, you know, it still just hurts so much. And I'm, I'm, I'm Garrett. You know, I'm not. I'm pretty sure that was what it was. You know, because there was nothing else that I did. You never know, though. You could have. Maybe one of those things, like. Maybe. I don't know, how, yeah, why this part of me fucking hurts. I, yeah. I didn't do anything with it, but for some reason, this shit fucking hurts. Uh, Absolutely. Go back and watch shit. Nope, don't know what it was, but <laughs> for some reason, this, this fucking hurts. Uh-huh. Um, oh, man. Um. So then, I guess, yeah, we can probably wrap her up here, uh, get, get into that that point. So where, uh, where are people going to find you uh, in... Uh, 
maybe with a back alley Sally or something or <laughs> something where where are they going to find you? Uh well this Saturday I'm in Eugene for Power Pro Wrestling. Uh damn it, I forgot what the show's called. But yeah, it's that should be an incredible show. And then um very excited for that. Always love to go to Eugene. Always love to go to Powell. It's always a good time. They're very good to me down there. And they've always let me cut promos. Uh, and then after that, on January 20th, I will be at Anarcho Pro, which is going to be at the brewery. Damn it. I can't remember the name of the brewery. But it's right on Hawthorne. It's in Portland. It's an Arco Pro. It's it's going to be super rad. They do they do music and then they do wrestling and music and wrestling. You know, interspersed. That should be super fun. Is that where you're wrestling Princess Deathwish? That is where I'm wrestling Princess Deathwish. I'm an yeah, and oh. I should mention I'm actually the Anarcho Pro champion right now. In a strange turn of events, a very strange turn of events, they put me in the Doc Hogan spot. And they just decided, it, it being a narco pro, they let the guy make the decision whether or not it was going to be a title match or not. And oh, okay. the one guy came out, King Hitman, uh, Deontay Ford came out first. And I, before before this happened, that I told him, like, if you want to switch spots, like, it's totally cool. If you want to be the baby face in the thing, you know, like, it's totally rad. But he came out first. And then uh, Kylan Rowland came out, and he does this gimmick where he wants everybody to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. So of course, at the Star Theater, in the middle of a metal show, everybody's like, we don't want you to do the Pledge of Allegiance. So halfway through the Pledge of Allegiance, my music hits, and I came out, and everybody was like, oh my god, we love you so much, you're Doc Hogan. <laughs> so by the time that was over, by my time my interest was over, Deontay, who was the, the champion at the time, was like, guess what? He got on the mic. He's like, guess what? We're going to make this a championship match. All right, then. So ever since then, I've been the Anarcho champion. Okay. Yeah, Princess yeah. Deathwitch. Yeah, yeah, January yeah. 20th. I'm excited about that. Because yeah, he, uh, the, they're from uh, Utah, right? He's, he's from Where Salt you Lake were City. for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw him down there. And uh, he's like, yeah, man. Uh, it didn't click for like a show or two. And then he's like, Dude, I you work at DOA. I was like, yeah, right. yeah what the fuck? And uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I came up there for the during the twenty four hour. Yeah, yeah, I the, remember uh, that. He, they had a different name then, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, at the uh, Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, at the Boys and Girls Club during that show, and I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, there, there he is, and yeah, he fuck gets around, man. Uh, oh yeah, fucking! I don't know. Like even, dude, fucking going from Salt Lake City up there, driving up to fucking Portland was that's a long fucking drive, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think one time we drove up there from like Salt Lake, just right there, and then the other time it was I think we went up to uh like like Coeur d'Alene and Spokane and then came down and then did Sunday in Portland and um, oh my goodness yeah and then and then I think I stayed around a while and then I ended up taking a Greyhound from fucking Bend to Salt Lake City overnight that <laughs> was an interesting one man um yeah they're just like yeah get 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 home how you can I'm like okay <laughs> figure it out yeah, I think he was doing something else, and I wanted to do something else. So, but um, yeah, that'll be a fun one. So you got that coming up, and then you got to uh, general managerize a little bit. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Next next month, February third and fourth, we're doing the third in Portland at the Eagles Lodge, and then the fourth in Independence. At the Elks Lodge. I don't know if you have ever been to Independence, but I know Quiz has. Yeah. Man, that is a great venue. I love that venue. Got to get out of there before eleven. Yeah, <laughs> it is a great venue. Is it? Was it like eleven? Uh, what time was eleven? Eleven? You had to be out by. 
before they well, no, you could stay there by all means. Like, you could absolutely stay there, but they do like an 11th hour salute to the fallen veterans and whatever. And I mean, you, know, you could, you could, in a moment of silence and all that, but then everybody always ruins the moment of silence. And I don't want to be that guy, but yeah. But it's better because, like, you know, the Eagles, as soon as the show's over, they close the You know, at the most of the other Elks, at the Milwaukee Elks, as soon as the show's over, they close the bar. But in Independence, they keep it open, at least until 11. And if you want, if you wanted to hang out after 11, you could. You just have to put up with their, their weirdness that they do. You know, it's great. You know, don't get me wrong. But it's a, it's a, it's always hard. And somebody, you know, it's just somebody from the wrestling, like MJ in particular, always has to ruin the moment of silence, you know? I don't I understand just... why I got to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but I would just say shut up. What about you? Well, well, then you can have another drink if you want, but just shut yeah. up. I, I think the independent shows, I was usually there with, uh, it's usually CJ driving. It's usually me and Quiz and CJ going, going out there and um yeah and dude, getting pulled sudden, over getting pulled over yeah. <laughs> yeah right and uh you know lighters would end up missing and uh, <laughs> all kinds of all kinds of shenanigans um but yeah dude and but uh man like that spot that spot and kaiser just uh man wade has like it was crazy man like anytime around there dude like those two places watching him come out was always oh like, yeah oh yeah he was so over in those places yeah absolutely yeah. No, those were those were his spots yeah um okay so then you got that and then yeah quiz what about you where are people gonna find you uh, well, uh, you can find me at the uh, Biz Factory uh, here in Houston, the training facility, uh, former law training facility. You can tr- find me there. Uh, later on, you're going to find me in the Epsom Salt Bath. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, little little late, later on in the week. Uh, oh, you'll Probably find me in Cal. You'll find me in California. Where I'll be doing some couple acting roles here or there. I can't say which ones. Little. Uh, NDAs, but it's some pretty cool ones. Uh, and also, I'm gonna, just gonna be kind of doing me, kind of just taking random bookings here or there. So uh, you never know when I'll pop up. I'm not gonna tell you when I pop up. I'll just show up. And I, that's a good way to fucking do it, man. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I guess it's it's time. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Time to show up. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, either you ever come out this way, uh, just fucking let me know. Let me know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what goes on out here. There's a well, lot. Gotta, There's a lot. Well, I got to find out what them pretzels are all about in intercourse. <laughs> Dude, yeah, them, them pretzels are good. There's uh, there's some good shit. Um, yeah, intercourse pretzels, man. Let me fucking <laughs> tell you. Intercourse pretzels. Okay. Yeah, intercourse pretzels, man. Uh, uh, it's it's the unofficial name of the place. Okay. Uh, but yeah, in intercourse. But um, I might have to go do that now. That sounds fucking really good. It <laughs> sounds really good. Dude, it's crazy, man. Like, passing horse and buggies and shit, man. Like, it's pretty wild. But Intercourse, got, Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, dude, they got, they got okay. good shit. They got okay. like, their, their food. They uh they got like fucking markets and shit. Um they got it down and then you can go to Phil. Oh no. What happened? Oh no. Oh, did somebody freeze? It wasn't me. Uh, it like froze for a little bit. I didn't touch anything. <laughs> me neither. I didn't even it was rusty. It was Rusty. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Rusty. It's just, it's just me and you now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, how's it going? How's, how's it going, uh, GM? How's, how's GM? I noticed you, noticed you. You didn't have a pencil. You had a pen. 
Yeah. 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 It's good, man. It's good. I, you know, I really, I really have to give it to Derek though. I have to, I have to, I have to it, it behooves me. It, it pains me to put my former tag team partner over, but God damn it. He's been killing it on the booking. He really has. Exile. <laughs> just that's, that'll do it. Okay. So, that was the best answer the first time it comes out. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, uh, dude, yeah, fucking thank you both for being on here, and uh, we'll we'll get we'll get you both back on sometime. Uh, in the I future. would love that. Do it again. Yeah. Love that. Why, why not? So yeah. Uh, um, you two have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll we'll talk soon. All right. Absolutely. All right. All right, you guys. That's Doctor Cleaver and HPQ. So what's up? What's up? Book them. Book them because they you book them before they're gone. You better do it. Tell them Rusty sent you. Goddamn it! That's the fucking show, man. Boom! I hope that works. Oh, probably won't. There we go. Boom!